All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just to live TV. I'm your host, Melissa Crutchler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, creator, and founder of Just Alive TV and the Women Sporting Women Can Work. And today's my birthday. So we hello. Um, today we're going to be talking about mental health and how it impacts our physical health, because that is super important. And I don't think people understand just how much our mental health impacts our physical health and well-being. So we're going to get into that today. Our sponsor for today is Karen Scheibel. Did I say that wrong? Shable, 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 same thing. <laughs> Shable, Shable, tomato, tomato, same yeah. kind of thing. Um, so she is offering you free her free guide. It's the six key steps nurses must know to lose weight for the last time. Now, this is not just for nurses. This is for anybody who's looking for uh, a little bit of weight loss. It's going to walk you through the exact steps nurses are using to learn how to lose weight in a way that is sustainable without willpower, starvation, or stressing out so that you can release unwanted weight and create a life beyond what they thought was possible. So go and check that out. Link in the description if you want to connect with either myself or Karen, you can do so. Our information is posted in the link of this episode. So Karen, I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce yourself. Oh, thank you. And happy birthday. Thank you. I get to celebrate your birthday with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm Karen Shabel and I am a former nurse. So that's why I you know, work with nurses. I say helping to lose weight, but it really isn't about the weight. They come to lose weight, but it's really... That's why I love this topic. It's really about what's all going inside of themselves. I say the outer, whatever's going on in our body, weight, problems really stems from inside of us. Like I went through it. Um, So it's really about like what's going on inside our head. And so that's why when I talk about weight loss, I don't give diet plans. We hardly talk about food. We really work on the anxiety, the stress, the overwhelm, all of that. That's what makes such a difference, like self-worth. Like that's such a big one. When we have such negative thoughts about ourselves and feel like we don't matter and we're not good enough, that's what impacts our life. And I get it. Like I struggled for 30 years with my weight. I hate it on myself. Um, and most of that was while I was as a nurse. And when I really started, I hit a, I hit a bit of a rock bottom. I was mentally unwell and physically unwell. And I'm so grateful for that because the physical unwellness was just my body's way of yelling out at me, pay attention. Like I see that at that point after it happened. So I stopped, like I just said, I need to do something different, changed with the way my life was worked on my brain. And I left an unhealthy marriage of 22 years. My whole life just was so much better. And that's when I lost 100 pounds. And that was over 13 years ago. And I keep it off because I work on this brain of mine. Like our brains, we, we don't even question a lot of what we're saying to ourselves and thinking. We just think it's so true and real. You know, I'm not good enough. But that... It's just a a belief that I took on for many things that happened in my life. And so when we really start like challenging those thoughts and beliefs, oh my goodness, like it makes such a difference in our life. Yep. I have a lot of examples for that in my own life. So I'm overweight. I'm the the heaviest I've ever been. Um, And I've had three kids. Uh, I have four children, but I've birthed three. Mm -hmm. And even being 
you know, my last child, that was the biggest I had ever been. I couldn't lose, you know, I'm one of those people I gained like 20 pounds per kid that I couldn't lose after. And that's okay. I was fine with that. Mm -hmm. But my last daughter, I was probably just over 200 pounds, 215, 200, you know, in there when I had her. And I started off, I think at 180 and I'm five, nine. So I am pretty tall. Um, and my weight has fluctuated my entire life. And I realized, so we are, you know, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, um, born and raised here. And we left about 14 years ago. Now we left and we spent 10 years in a couple other provinces. And I realized that while I was here, I was active, not active in a sense of working out or going for walks or anything like that, but I had a social life. And I, was, I had a very active social life. We would take the kids out. We would go and do things. Um, when we moved to the first place, uh, the first province, we moved to Northern uh, British Columbia. And while there, we were still active. We had friends that were already there. We, you know, it was a new place. We went gallivanting and exploring and, you know, in the mountains and lakes. And so we were all over the place and we had an active lifestyle and I felt good about myself. And I think that was, it, you know, I really felt good at that point. And then we moved, I got an, a job opportunity in another province. So we moved there. There, I felt like a butterfly in a gilded cage. We lived in, on an acreage. It was beautiful. It was absolutely stunning, like views and, and everything. But I felt like I was trapped. Mm. We never really went out. We never really did anything. I, you know, I'm allergic to the heat. So going out in the summer is a little bit harder for me. My daughter is allergic to the cold. So we couldn't really go out. I felt really stuck and trapped. I was happy, right? And I think that's where we're going with mental health and physical health. I was happy in myself and I was happy where I was, but I was unhappy with my circumstances. I was unhappy that I felt trapped, was unhappy because I didn't have an active, active social life like I was used to because, you know, the personalities are different there, the lifestyle's different there. And it wasn't until we moved back home that I realized just how unhappy I was there. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And I, when we moved back home, I started to go out. I was doing trade shows because I do have six businesses and one of those is product-based. And I was going out and doing trade shows every weekend. And I was being active and going out with friends and, and really just reconnecting to my lifestyle here. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. And while COVID wasn't horrible for us, it absolutely wasn't, right? It was horrible for a lot of people, but we had it really good. Didn't impact us negatively as much. Um, I still, I got stuck. I got stuck back into the lifestyle of being at home, not able to go out, not able to do things. Um, wasn't allowed to go to work because I'm allergic to the heat and I can't wear masks. So it was, it was a very stuck situation again. And while mentally I was happy, you know, I wasn't happy with the situation and I gained a bunch of the weight again. And now I'm over 200 pounds again. Um, and now I'm starting, now we're starting to be able to go out and, you know, life's getting back to the new normal, right? And it's, you know, I'm going out for dinner dates and coffee dates with my friends and I'm taking my kids to the, to, you know, go swimming and we're starting to get that active lifestyle again. Of course, right, as we start to do that, my husband breaks his ankle. Um, so he can't do anything. So we've been stuck at home with that too. But you are right. When we're happy in our mentality, when we're happy, and 
like I said, it's not just feeling not happy about ourselves, right? You can be absolutely unconditionally in love with yourself and be unhappy with your circumstances, where you're, where you are in life, what you're doing. And that can negatively impact your physical health as well. During that, that eight year period of living in Northern Alberta, I, um, my heart condition that I kind of suspected I kind of had, but didn't, it wasn't really a pain, um, became an issue. I had to get cardiac ablation done at 35 or 36 years old. So that was huge. And now it's, um, I have, you know, IBS, I have acid reflux. I have, you know, I had the heart condition. I'm overweight. I'm, you know, I have my allergies, my physical body absolutely did show that. And, you know, the, just the weight gain and the lack of mobility and lack or not lack of mobility, ma- lack of motivation yeah. right? or even drive to do anything. So it's not just the way you feel about yourself. It's also the way you feel about your circumstances and where you are. Absolutely. Like how it works is it, it's a circumstance. How I work with my clients is you have a circumstance. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be whatever's going on in your life or the thoughts that you're having in like about yourself, but you've got a circumstance and you have thoughts about it. So you have thoughts. I don't like this. You know, I'm stuck here. And then that drives how we feel. Mm -hmm. And then how we feel those are that drives what we do or don't do. So, so many people, like when it comes to eating, they're like, well, just don't just stop eating that. I don't know how many times I was told that back in the day. But if you've got these thoughts and feelings that aren't in alignment with what you want to do, there's no way in the world you're going to stay with it. One of the other things is too is, you know, how I believe is, so I had all that going on. I had this circumstance. I wasn't in a healthy marriage. Um, I had lots of thoughts about myself and work. There's thoughts at work. and And I had all these feelings And a lot of it just keeps building and building and building. And that's one of the other big things is we have these feelings. And I don't know about you, but for me, I was taught, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't cry. Like as you grow up. And so you never knew how to deal with these feelings. And they sit there. And so many of my clients and what I did was how to deal with it. I'd go run and eat, right? Because it made me feel better. But then also the other side of it is, okay, the negative side is we're overeating, but the other side is these unha- these, this frustration, the stress, the whatever sits there and sits there. And if it's not processed, it comes out in your body. Like I do fully believe it. Like they, they really, like it's, it's stress, trauma. It's, we don't think, we think trauma is this big thing, like a car accident or a death, which they are. But there's a lot of little traumas that go on in our life. And if we haven't let ourselves process them, it does come out in our body. Like it really, truly does. And that to me, that was what I, what happened to me. It wasn't one big thing in my life. I had all these things going on in myself, my life, whatever. And it just, it ends up manifesting in our body. So yeah, and it it doesn't, it's the circumstance. And if you have a thought that's leading to a a feeling that's creating some trauma in you, like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to come out. 
Yep, absolutely. Sorry, I was getting the chat up. I really realized I didn't have the chat up. Oh, there you uh, go. I'm like, no, I'm going to miss the comments. Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm I'm a mindset expert, right? Uh, everything I do comes down to mindset, mental health, emotional health and stability, and you know, just your identity. So I call myself an identity coach, but 99% of that is just, you know, your mindset surrounding who you are and how you express that. And, you know, the fact that we create our, our own realities. And, and in essence, we are. Our and this isn't a spiritual concept. I'm a spiritual teacher, but it isn't a spiritual concept that our mind, body and energy, energy, spirit, soul, you know, um, are interconnected. And our mind will tell us, repeatedly tell us, our intuition, right? Our energy will repeatedly tell us when there is something going on or there's an issue, and we tend to ignore it because society, like you said, that is one of my biggest pet peeves is you can't be emotional. You can't show emotion. We are creating an unemotional society, yeah. an unemotional humanity, right? Um, and, and I'm going to go extreme here just to give the, the example. You look at abusive relationships. The person who's doing the abusing is most likely somebody who has never felt in control of themselves, probably never expressed any emotion. And when you push down your emotions, or you don't process your emotions, it turns into anger because you have no outlet. You have no, Right. That's why we, you know, for women, for women, we tend to self-internalize that emotion, right? Yeah. Unprocessed emotion, women internalize that. Mm -hmm. Men externalize that because they're taught they have to be strong and macho. And when you give somebody a taste of control, and that this is usually abusers, when you give an, an abuser a taste of control that they've never had, it becomes a drug. And I'm not excusing anybody who's abusive. Absolutely, we shouldn't be. We should never get it, let it get to that level. But at the same time, there are processes that create that. And unless you're a sadist, right? Or, or somebody who just enjoys pain. Yeah. But again, fetish or, or inclination, we become, excuse me, we become addicted to whatever outlet it is that is giving us some form of relief, whether that is self-internal, self, you know, deprecation or, or degradation versus, you know, outwardly getting angry with society or people in general. That's how our mental health works. But again, our energy and our mind tell us that we're having an issue. When you go through life and you have something that you don't like, or something triggers you, so various different explanations. When you have a trigger, when it's something you don't like, when you're in a situation that you feel out of control, those are all lessons for you to grow. Hey, why do I feel this way? You know, how can I change what's going on? And actually sitting and feeling that emotion. We did an episode uh, the other day about how to embrace your emotions because we're not embracing our emotions. We're not feeling the pain. We're not feeling the anxiety or the, you know, I'm stuck or the stagnancy and saying, how can I change this? It's, oh, this is my life. I'm stuck. What am I supposed to do? I can't do anything about it. And then you become more stuck. And then that's when your body says, oh, okay, well, you're not listening to your head. You're not listening to your energy. So we're just going to, you know, take it to that next step and we're going to have a temper tantrum and you're going to have no choice. Yeah. Oh, it's very true. Like that's what I went through and what my clients go through too. Like I didn't, I, I, I became so depressed and so anxious to the point of panic attacks. Like my, my brain was 
like everything was going on trying to get my attention. But I, I think what I want to also share though is I knew no different. I was never shown any other way. And so many women think we're broken. There's something wrong with us, but we've never been shown any other way. And when I show my clients another way, like I just got off a call just before and she always like something would happen. She got triggered, you know, and she'd end up going and binging just to feel better because that's the way she was trained. Like she trained her brain that way. And it's just her way of, yeah, her way of feeling better because she knew no other way. And it all started with allowing, like you had said from the other person, allowing ourselves to process that emotion, like allowing the emotion to be there with her anxiety. Like we, we look at anxiety, like all of that is wrong, bad. We shouldn't have it. It's a terrible thing. It's just a feeling we're having. And when we start making it okay, it's just part of us right now, allowing it to be there, it lessens its grip. And we don't end up doing things that we just go, why did I do it? Like her, she was so, like, I was so impressed with her. She didn't go. And like she said, on the way home, she wanted to go through the drive-through and grab that food. And she just allowed herself to feel it. And she went home and she felt so proud of herself. But nobody's really, sh I wasn't shown this until I hit my rock bottom. And then I said, I've got to find something else. And that's when I started learning all about this. And one of the things too is I find, well, I work with nurses. I was a nurse, but I think a lot of other women are like this too, is we're disconnected. So we're in our head, but we don't feel our body. We don't feel the emotions the feelings, we don't pay attention to this. And because we're, that's the way we learn to get through life, like especially as a nurse, to get through your day, you couldn't take on those feelings. You couldn't do your job then. So it just, we're disconnected. And then the minute we walk in the door after work, it all just really comes out, right? It, we start feeling it and we don't know how to feel it. And we just go seeking anything to feel better. So it really, like when we learn how to just allow how we're feeling and not make it a wrong or a bad thing, but it is just part of you right now, acceptance. And it, what a difference, like what a difference it makes. Yeah, absolutely. And we aren't taught, no. right? Um, I recently created what I call the smarter method. And that's going to go and be launched into multiple different platforms uh, coming in the near future because it's a method we can use for every situation. I'm calling it the smarter method and we're going to use it with life, love and legacy, right? And many other things, kids, all of that. But the smarter method is helping you reconnect to yourself, right? So the smarter method is um, security. So security in yourself, because that's where it all starts. We need to be secure in who we are what we feel, getting in touch with, you know, our body, our mentality, our emotions, our mental health, our physical health, all of that, right? All encompassing security and who we are and how we express that. The second one is mindset, right? Maturity in our mindset and knowing what we're thinking and how we're feeling and how that's going out into the world, right? 
um, than accountability, taking accountability for the fact that we create our reality. Yeah, we do. We create our reality. The things that we say, whether they're reactions or responses. Now, reactions, for anybody who doesn't know, a reaction is emotional. That is when your mind tells you, you react because this makes you feel this emotion. That's a reaction, right? If somebody says something to you and you're automatically triggered, that is an emotional response based on a belief. The second one is reaction or response. A response is a logical response to something. You feel that reaction and you say, no, wait, I'm not going to hurt them. I'm not going to tell them off. I'm going to hold off for a second and I'm going to say, why do I feel this way? Am I feeling this way because I feel this way or am I feeling this way because they intentionally tried to make me feel this way? We feel the way we feel because of us, not because of what's going on, but because our mind tells us that's what we're supposed to feel in that situation. That's not always correct. Um, So taking accountability for that. The next one is responsibility, right? We're responsible for what we say, what we do, what we believe and, you know, our health and wellness right? It's not my children's fault that I gained hundred pounds. Yeah. Right. Or, or my husband's fault for bringing the donuts home or somebody having them at work or exactly. I know. Right. I know. Taking responsibility. And then there's trust, trusting yourself, trusting that you know what's best for you. Right. And that goes hand in hand with kind of putting it all together for yourself. And then of course, emotional stability. Because our emotions create a lot of issues, a lot. Our emotional well-being is at the center force of just about everything. Um, and then readiness, right? Yeah. We have to be ready to take those steps. We have to be ready to take those actions and learn. And if you're not ready, it's, it's not going to happen, right? So that's my smarter method. And it's a lot more detailed um, and it goes, you know, hand in hand. We can use that in anything But for this, it works because when we create the smarter method within ourselves, we create a smarter version of ourselves. We allow ourselves to feel our emotions. We understand that those emotions have lessons. We take those emotions and we use them and say, okay, I'm responsible or I'm accountable for this emotion. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to find out what it means and I'm going to utilize it right? Because all of those emotions and everything that we're experiencing has a lesson. Now, your physical health, if your physical health, if you're sick, if you're overweight, if you're, you know, heart condition, if you have any of those things, insomnia, um, I'm not even thinking about other ones, but, you know, all of these uh, physical manifestations, you have to take responsibility and say, okay, I've created this somehow. Now, that's not a blame. That's not a shame no guilt, right? If you've got cancer, if you're overweight, it's okay. I am not shaming, blaming, or guilting you for where you're at. I can't because I've been there too. We've all been there at one point or another. Yeah. Time to take responsibility. Actually, that's an amazing way to uh, put it all together. And everything that you do is exactly, exactly the process I take my clients through too. And it, 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 I think the hardest one for a lot of us is taking that responsibility. Like it really is. People get triggered. Yeah. Well, because they feel bad and like, they feel like, like there, there's something wrong with, like, I hear that so much. There's something wrong with me. That's bad. Like I shouldn't be that way. 
or I shouldn't do this, or I shouldn't do that. You know what? When we look at where we're at, what we've done, what we haven't done, and really go, but I have a choice. Where do, uh, what else can I do? Yep, exactly. Oh my goodness. That is where your power is. That's, I think, part of why, like so many of us have felt so powerless a lot of times, but that's because we're given away. We're giving it like, oh, it's all of them. Well, or and I'm in control. Like we want this control, but we feel out of control, no control. But that's because we're giving it to all of them. But the minute you put it back on yourself, take that responsibility, okay, what can I do in this moment? Not what's going on. Okay, what is my responsibility? What do I have control over? That's when everything changes. Like I even saw it in my marriage. So I had a very unhealthy marriage and I left it and then I remarried. But I, I brought in a lot of things into the marriage and so did he because I knew no other way. And this was a process that I had to work through with him. So I had done it with my weight and my life per se at work, but I hadn't done it in a relationship because I didn't have somebody to really do this with. And so then, you know, he would say something or do something and then I'd get mad and upset and then I'd, you know, do something or say something. But when I started looking, going, it's not what he said, it's first what I'm taking it to mean, what it's triggering inside of me. I can't control what he says, what he does, but I sure can control how I think and feel about it. How do I want to see it differently? Like it's a whole system but it I took the responsibility responsibility back on to me and our marriage is so wonderful whereas if I wouldn't have done that you know it would have it, we would still be struggling but it, we had to learn I had to learn to do this and actually it's funny because when I took the responsibility back on to me and I did my my thinking and feeling and doing actions and everything then he changed. He started being less reactive. He started seeing it in a different way. And same as with weight loss, like we, like, especially the nurses going to work and the things that go on at work and they feel so out of like powerless. And that's why they're so stressed and they get burnt out. I got there. But when they start looking at, okay, I can't control this, but I sure can control myself. Like what I want to do with it. Right. Yeah. There was a story somebody told me many years ago um, when I first started coaching uh, this. Uh, another coach told me this story and she said it was a couple talking about marriage. It was a couple and the, the wife would cook dinner every night. She loved cooking dinner. She was it just she put love into it. Now, every night she would ask her husband to do dishes and he would say, absolutely. But I'm going to do them in the morning. And no fail, he would do them every morning. But she would get so angry and so hurt because he wouldn't do them that night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you think of a story like that and you're like, well, who's wrong? Should he be doing them at night? Should he be doing them? Like what's going on here? And the thing was, is that she took that as an insult that he didn't appreciate the love that she was putting into the food and the time that she was taking without realizing that even though he wasn't doing it on her time frame, he was still doing it, yeah. right? Um, and I think that with nurses, right? And, and having that responsibility, that choice, 
it is the responsibility. It hurts at first to hear that you're responsible for your life. But at the same time, when you phrase it, when you get, let them feel that hurt, right? Instantly, you got to let them sit with that hurt for a minute. And then you go, and let's use nursing as uh, an example. If you have a nurse who sees a situation that they can't control, they can't do anything about that situation, maybe a patient is really sick or whatever, you can't control their outcome. But you can do something else. You could maybe, hey, I can't make them better, but maybe I can make them happier. Right? Maybe I can give them something or maybe I can just sit with them. Maybe I can take a few minutes and just sit there and just listen, right? Or hold their hand or there are different things that we do every day that we have the choice. So I wholeheartedly agree. Responsibility is a choice, right? It's, it's, it's not giving you the blame or the shame or the guilt. It's showing that, that you have a choice and that you do have control, right? Yeah. And when people realize that it's life-changing, I had a client who was absolutely emotionally unstable, could not have a conversation without bursting into tears. And this was all the time, very, very hardcore people pleasing, um, among many other things. And it was something that they had gone through. And I said, well, what's what, why, why do you cry whenever you talk about yourself? Well, I'm just so overwhelmed. I said, so feel overwhelmed. Let yourself feel it. So take a minute, let yourself feel it. What, why are you overwhelmed? Well, this and this, I said, okay, but you're allowed to feel that way, right? You're allowed to feel that way. And I noticed that, you know, I have a family and friends of nurses. I know a very, very large amount of nurses and I could never be a nurse. I'm too squeamish to be a nurse. Uh, I couldn't, right? And I'm, I'm just too, uh, yeah, I couldn't be a nurse. So I give props to any nurses out there. I give you mad props because I couldn't do it. That's not a job I could handle. Um, mm. But I see them and I, and I see what they struggle with. And I see the nurses have a different expectation of society as well, right? Where some nurses are, you know, you're expected to be a certain way or a certain type or look a certain way or act a certain way. And it's like, no, right. I always loved seeing nurses and I have tattoos. So I would always love seeing the nurses with tattoos or the nurses that look like old babas who were you know, like, just, I like seeing the variations. And I think that depending on your career too, and, and that's why I'm glad that you're working, you know, majority with nurses is certain careers have certain expectations. And yeah. I tend to work with high profile individuals who have an expectation that they have to be or behave a certain way. And it's, it, it drowns them. Oh, huge. I nurses. I, so, and that's the other thing, as you're talking, one of the biggest, biggest difficulties that I see with nurses is, or even anybody, like I said, ex, like with my, my husband, we have these expectations. So when you talked about that, the woman, that is one thing that sets us up for more pain and suffering is expectations, our expectations on somebody else, something else, but we can't control anybody else, any situation. 
But then if it doesn't meet what we think it should be, then we're upset. We react. Yeah, we react. And so when we take the ownership on, okay, this is my expectation, you really have to pay attention because people just believe that's the way it should be. So like our thoughts, like about ourselves, about situations, we just believe them to be true. That's the way it should be. But guess what? Any thought, any belief is, is totally changeable. Totally, you can decide to do, go any other direction with it. But that's what we've, we've programmed ourselves to believe. But when we let go, like, especially with expectations, oh, as nurses, like one of the biggest ones that I struggle with this is, you know, I was always a, you know, go-getter and I put all my heart and effort in. And then you have these other nurses that they just sit there and do bare minimum. And then, you know, well, they should be working harder and they should be doing more and they should be helping out. And then I get so frustrated and angry. That's my expectation. They do whatever they want to do. And I have no control over that. So I work a lot like with my, with my clients on, Hey, well, where, what do you have control over? What you want to think about the situation? What do you want to do in this situation? Why would you stress yourself out and get yourself angry when you're giving your power away to them? So it's really letting go of expectations. And I still do it. I have expectations, but you, I have to catch myself on it. Okay, that's, that's an expectation. It's only going to put me in a position that I'm not going to have very good feeling from this. So it, yeah, expectations. So many of us don't even pay attention that it is an expectation. It just should be that way. I have a, I created a PDF. It's the seven most damaging relationship issues. And originally it was titled the seven ways you're destroying your relationships. Um, and it's, it's accountability and responsibility and expectations is on there. And expectation is a killer. And what it does is we don't take, I want everybody to understand that I'm saying this with love and I'm going to call you out. I'm saying this with love. If you've had a relationship end, whether that's a friendship, family, if you've had disastrous arguments with people, 90% of the time, it's going to be your fault and it's going to be your expectation because what ends up happening is somebody does something or doesn't do something and your emotion says, I expected that differently. You didn't do as I expected. Now I'm mad. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I take ownership in in my relationship, because he was, you know, I don't, but he, the things he did, I did, that wasn't what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But then it's, but the thing is, then we have to go back. Yes, it's our responsibility, but then what do we want to do about it? So for me, when I did this work, because I was in that 22 year marriage and never thought I'd ever leave, then I, because I was stronger in who I was. And I could then come to the point where, okay, yeah, I have that expectation. I want that. So we get to choose if you can keep it or not. And I have the expectation on how I believe I should be treated. And I'm not taking that anymore. So I leave. But I could have also gone, well, that's my expectation. And that's a wrong one. I should stay like, so we have to be aware of it. And then it technically it's, what do you want to do about it? your choice from there. One, one thing I told somebody once, and 
um, it was the most transformational thing I've, I'd ever said to them was, I love you. Um, I can't expect you to change for me, but you can expect me to stay. And it's removing that expectation saying, I'm not okay. It is okay to not want to be treated a certain way, but understand that when somebody's treating you a certain way that you don't like, they may not know, right? Um, Hence the washing the dishes, right? Sometimes they just don't know. Uh, One of my favorite things, and I'm going to curse, so I apologize in advance. If Karen turned around and called me a bitch right now, I'd be like, okay, right on. Like it wouldn't bother me because there's no expectation. There's no emotional reaction. There's no um, emotional or, or mindset belief with that word for me. It's just a word. It doesn't bother me. I take full ownership that I can and will be a bitch when I need to be. Now, if I turned around and called you that, even in fun, and that's something you don't like, yeah. am I wrong? No. No, no. because I don't it's know. It's my belief and my thought. Yeah. So progression, right? Progression there would be Karen would then say, hey, you know, I really don't like that. Um, I know that you're probably not doing it on purpose. So I like, I'm not coming at you or anything, but I really don't like that. And it really bothers me. Can you try not to do that? Right. Or, or can you not, not call me that? Right. Like there's lots of other things you could call me. That's making sure that that expectation that you have, that you've voiced that that's all you can do. If you don't like something, you need to voice it. Now don't make it the other person's problem. Don't make it their issue and don't make it their responsibility. You need to vocalize. And I've had people tell me about stories where Somebody says something and they don't say anything. And then they keep saying it and they keep saying it and they keep saying it. And finally they explode. They never talk to them again. And I said, well, did you ever tell them that that, like you probably just destroyed a very good relationship because you didn't voice it. Yeah. Right. A lot of us get into that. Um, I said something to a friend. I take full responsibility. I said something to a friend. I I said what she said. I repeated something that she had said. But what I found, though, is so many people have a hard time. Like, they get triggered, you know, and then they don't say anything. And it really comes down to they don't feel worthy enough they don't have the self-confidence whatever it is to speak up like it really comes from that so for somebody to to really speak up they really have to start really paying attention to the thoughts they have about themselves yeah absolutely absolutely because if you're if you're not thinking very good about yourself then you let other people treat you that way too Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it all comes back to your mental health, right? We have a responsibility to be accountable for our own mental health. Yeah. That's, uh, that's basically what it is. And go taking that forward is when your mental health or your situations are not, when you're not happy and that doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. We're not, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. Absolutely not. But when you're not happy and it consistently keeps going the same thing over and over again, that's when your mental health will impact your physical health. Oh, huge. The thing is, you have to look at 
the results you have in your life all stem from what's going on, your thoughts, your feelings, all of it. We think it's the situation, the circumstance. No, it's how we take it on and what we then do with it inside ourselves. And if it's sitting there and trapped inside of us, it's going to manifest in one way or the other, right? So. Um, other than losing people to COVID, and I'm going to mention COVID for a second here. Other than losing people to COVID, a lot of people ignored their, the negative, the, the negativity, right? And, you know, there were people who complained, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time for my kids. I don't have enough family time. COVID made that possible, right? So instead of thinking, oh my God, COVID just hit. Now I'm stuck at home. Well, now you have time, right? So it's really just about perspective. Your perspective is key. Yeah. That's what I teach. The circumstance is here. You get to choose what you want to think about it. And we can think, we can focus on, on negative. And the more you focus on negative, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because positive and negative, we have to have positive and negative emotions. We have to have both. But if you keep focusing on that negative side of thinking and feeling, that's all you're going to keep seeing. And that's what then brings you right down. So it's, yeah, I feel this way, but there's also another way. Like when you said that shifting of perspective, we can look at it both directions and what it like that really makes a difference. Yeah. When you get stuck in the negative, it, it just, it's fire. It, like I always talk about it spirals you down because it just compounds and compounds. Yep. And that's all like we see. Right. Instead yeah. of riding the waves, you're drowning in the whirlpool. Well, actually, it was interesting. I read this thing the other day, and or I heard it, and they say like um, a stone. So throw that in the water. And so think of that, a negative thought, and it, the ripple effect. So it affects everything. And if you keep throwing those in, do you imagine like the effect you have on your life? But then if you you know, think about it, don't throw it in, take one less and put it as a positive, it's not, it's going to decrease the ripple in your life. I, I heard that. I'm like, that's a good analogy to really see how it can affect our life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately I could talk about this forever, but mm -hmm. it's my birthday and I have a massage in half an hour. So I need to get going. Um, I've loved this episode. I would love to have you on the show again. I think that you and I vibe very well when it comes to mental health. Uh, if anybody watching this episode wants to see further explanation on anything that we've talked about today, please make sure that you comment or reach out to us at the show. Excellent. Yeah, reach out. I am like my passion, like I say passion, but I love talking about this because it needs to be talked about more. I wish I had this so many years ago and I know I would have never hit that point I did. So if I can help, and probably you too, if we can help anybody just pull it back a bit so, so it doesn't bring, like it hit you to the point where it hit me and that's all that I care about. Like it, it's, you can lessen, like you call it pain and suffering in our lives by just learning about this and knowing it's okay. We know no other way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm, yeah, it was wonderful. I'd love to come back on. Like I said, I could talk about this forever too. And I'm hot. 
It's like 30 here. That's why you saw me reach down. I turned the fan on. I'm like, <laughs> it's hot in this room. So I'm like, I can see my face is all red from the heat. So <laughs> next time I won't be so red. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And happy birthday. Enjoy Absolutely. that. Thank you so much. I will. All okay. right. Well, thank you for joining me, Karen. I really appreciate yeah. it. Oh, and if anybody wants to reach out, I know it's in the notes, but you can go to karenshable.com. There's a connect form on there. Um, I think in the notes there is to the, the guide, you're putting that link in, but honestly, anybody needs to reach out and just connect, I'm there for you. Yep. Same Thank here. you. All okay. right. So like Karen just said, go ahead. If you want to connect with us in more detail, go ahead, click the links in the description of this episode. Um, we're available to talk. We're here. We're ready and willing. If anybody has a topic they want to see on the show, or if you want to be a guest of the show, please absolutely reach out to justlivetv.com. You can actually find us across many social media platforms at Just Alive TV. Just put it in the handle and you will find us. Um, our inbox is always open. So lots of love, just a family. Sorry to cut this short, but I will see all of you on tomorrow's episode. Bye. <laughs>